are consultants. We are advisors. We're providing advice and guidance. We serve 3.1 million small business customers. There are 29 million small business owners in the in the United States. And so we do see clients from coast to coast. We can offer insights, which is why what we do is so important to the local economies. Because when our small business owners are winning, so are our communities. And you can feel it as you go into these local markets. Welcome to the heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books at ForbesBooks.com and Bank of America at BankofAmerica.com. Always a pleasure to have Sharon Miller on the show, Bank of America, head of small business. She's a managing director. So we have some great news here at Forbes Books. We're very excited to be launching this radio and podcast partnership with you and Bank of America's small business. Sharon, what are the goals for these radio interviews, the podcast, and for all the people that have been listening? Well, Kate and Greg, first of all, thank you so much. This is an exciting partnership for us here at Bank of America, and particularly small business. I hope that we can provide a forum for small business owners to have access to content about the economy, what's happening in the business world, trends, what are we seeing across the country, because as we know, small business is a very local business, so what's happening in one community may be different than another community in a different area. So every small business is unique and geography plays a big part of it or type of industry. And we'll discuss all of that together. And to me, it's just a very, very exciting topic. I'm glad you brought up so early in this discussion, the idea of local businesses and how sometimes they're dealing with different things and sometimes they're dealing with similar things. You must travel around the country a lot and talk to business owners around the country a lot in all in, in every corner of the country. And what kind of things do you hear them talking about today in 2018 that has you excited and, and that has them excited? You know, we, we continue to hear from our small business owners that they're optimistic about the future. We take surveys twice a year at Bank of America to understand how our clients are feeling around the their business prospects. So do they think their revenues will grow or is it are they are they coming down? Do they feel they're going to expand their business or are they going to let go? Uh, you know, so all of these different items that that small business owners contemplate over the course of a day, a week, a month, we, we ask them about that. And so we continue to hear optimism in the air for our small business owners. And we just had the recent tax reforms pass. We know that there are some considerations for small business owners. And, and those are some of the things that, that they're talking about. How will I hire more employees? How can I get qualified employees? There's a war for talent out there. And small business owners are competing at every level. So that's that's something that I continue to hear. The other thing is around technology and, and online and mobile. And how do they make sure that they have the latest content, information, and access to information so that they can provide information for their customers, but more important, how do they use that to run their business and to gain efficiency? So these are all the conversations that I'm having no matter where I'm sitting, if it's in, you know, San Francisco, California, or Tampa, Florida. These are these are similarities and you do feel the optimism in the air. You know, it's so interesting, Sharon, to hear you talk about 
So first of all, from where you're sitting as Bank of America had a small business, and we're talking with Sharon Miller from Bank of America, it's so interesting to hear from where you're sitting, you bringing up tech and mobile in particular. So first of all, I mean, we all know that the world is going to mobile and it's going very fast. And yet, as you were describing those conversations with small business people around the country, I realized that the more data is accessible to a small business person, especially the financial information, which is exactly where Bank of America and Bank of America small business comes into play, the more small business owners have access to that information the better they are able to do all the things that make their businesses success. And can you kind of walk us through the journey of Bank of America when it's come to having mobile access for their customers to to their financial information? Yeah, I mean, you think about five years ago where we were building as a company access for clients to get on their computer, just online, to go to bill pay, to go to online banking, because people were sitting in front of their computer. Today, we think about mobile first. So it's built for the mobile because everyone has mobile in the palm of their hands. And this is how people prefer to bank today. So that's that's the consumer industry in general. I mean, I think about myself as a as a you know banker, but I, I also bank with Bank of America. I want to make sure that I have access to that. And, and I don't have to be at home sitting in front of my computer. I can just have my phone with me, log in, get on, understand what I have in my account, move money, pay bills. And now we've launched Erica for our consumer clients and coming for small business where it's a virtual assistant. So just like with your Amazon Alexa, where you can ask what's the weather, what date is, you know, whatever event they're looking for, you can find all this access to information. We now have Erica, which is a clever way of shortening Bank of America. So we just took the <laughs> Bank of A out and it's Erica. And so it's Erica, how, you know, pay my bill. What? Do, how am I doing on my budget? Should I invest money? And all of this is going to be available for small business clients as well. So this is on your mobile phone. And I think that's the difference is today it's mobile first. We do build for online and to be in front of your computer, but the world is becoming increasingly tightly knit, global. We're all there together. So I think that mobile is the way we've got a position going forward. And that's what our consumers are asking for. Yes, Sharon, you nailed it with this, Erica. I'm sure people that are listening are now super drawn to this. Tell us a little bit more about that. I I can imagine you probably had a think tank or you were flushing it out. Or how did that all come about to get ahead of the curve? You know, artificial intelligence, it's, you know, gaining insights to behavior and being in front of our customers and giving them what they need, but, but they may not even know what they need. We're trying to anticipate their needs and trying to understand, you know, you may, you, you are spending, you know, a thousand dollars more each month than you make. You know, maybe we need to talk to a financial advisor about a budget. All of these things that, that we can understand of our customer's behavior because we, you know, we understand what's happening in their account and we want to help them. We want to be their financial partner and say, look, maybe it's time to get a checkup for, you know, you have two children we can see and you, you probably need to start a five 29 plan for them. So all these insights from a virtual assistant in the palm of your hand 
It's incredible. I mean, I would have never guessed we'd have something like this available. It's the first of its kind in the industry. And and quite frankly, it's what our customers want. And today, this is what millennials are expecting. They want to wake up and say, what's the weather? Uh, you know, <laughs> all these things. So, you know, and talk to my son has, a, you know, one of those dots sitting on the, the, his bedside table. What time is it? What's the weather? Is it going to rain today? All, you know, you can find this out just by talking. That's the same concept that we use for Erica. So if I wasn't talking to you now, Sharon, I would be Googling Bank of America Erica to find out more about it. Can you tell us what what stage it's in? Are there some who can see it today? Is it is it in beta or when we can expect to see it if it's no, not I mean we had it available for all employees um, and, and our employees were testing it. I was part of that test group. And so I, of course, kept getting, every time I'd log into my mobile banking, I'd get this flag and it'd say, do you want to use me? You know, Erica. So now all of our customers are, are gaining access to this. So it's there for them. Uh, you just click on, you know, hi, I'm Erica. And then they'll, it'll start interacting with you. So it's available for our customers. And it's something that, you know, if you haven't checked it out already, it is so cool and just the most innovative thing that I think we've done when it comes to the artificial intelligence, launching it for our employees. And it gets smarter as you use it. That's what artificial intelligence does. It can understand your behaviors as you're interacting so that it can anticipate your needs. You can tell Greg and I are just just enthralled by this. This is amazing to hear about Erica. But one of the things that you also said is, you talked about the war for talent. That is real. That is big. And that's a problem that you know you're trying to solve and help people with, right? Absolutely. I mean, we we hear this all the time, you know, that, that business owners, they want to expand. They want to replace because you're going to have attrition. Even if you're not increasing the number of people you have in your company, someone's going to leave. They're going to go to a competitor. They're going to decide to go back to school. They're just going to do something else and make another choice. Or maybe you have problems with that employee. You're going to have to replace. So if you have 10 employees, two leave in a year, you're still going to have to hire two people just to keep it 10. So in our business owner reports, what we hear from small business owners are that they're either going to maintain their existing staffing levels or they're going to increase it. And so with that being said, you know, it, it would be unheard of for every small business to have no turnover. And so we, we know we've got to hire. So what we're doing is working with our Merrill Lynch partners to make sure we have our wealth financial advisors out there that can help small business owners set up retirement plans, set up benefits, because this would attract employees. It might differentiate a small business from another just because I have access to a 401k and the the competitor down the street doesn't. People care about that today. Employees, it matters. And so we want to work with small business owners, get them connected to the very best thinking on Wall Street around setting up retirement plans, setting up benefits. Uh, All these different considerations are, are really important in today's economy. And that's how we partner with our small business owners. So, Sharon, I think you have one of the coolest jobs in the world, and I'm really curious what the path or journey is in the business that brought you to where you are today as the head of small business at Bank of America. I started my career with Bank of America 22 years ago as a financial advisor, and have always served clients, whether it be you know helping them plan for retirement, 
maybe they're opening a small business or they are sending a child to college. All of those issues and just life events happen to clients. And so I've served clients my entire career. And in my book of business, I did have business owners, many corporate clients, some small business owners, professionals, executives. That is how I started my career. I did go into management, you know, probably 10 years ago, and I've moved to different areas of the country. And this led me to where I am today. Two years ago, I was asked to take over as the head of small business when my predecessor retired. And at first I thought, wow, I'm not sure because I've never directly served just small business and um, because my background has been more on the investment side and wealth management. And as I got into this role, I realized that everything I had done up to this point prepared me for this because small business owners, they have the same issues. They have the same worries and concerns that, that every other person, when you think about professionals, they're, they're human beings. They're people. They are worried about, you know, how, what about my home? What about my family? How am I going to take care of my health? How am I going to, you know, pay my employees? All these items, these are just issues that, that small business owners have every single day. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to partner with them to solve those items and to help them make their vision a reality. And so, it's, uh, it is an exciting area. It's an exciting business. And I get so energized and just proud when I sit down with our small business owners and I realize that because of our partnership, we have been able to help them realize their goals, whether it's expanding their business or it's opening a new practice. All these things, these are, these are ways we help at Bank of America. You know, what's interesting to me, Sharon, and what you just said is you use the word partner and partnership a few times. And of course, that was really what you were doing in your early days as a financial advisor and wealth advisor. And it's what you continue to do today. But I think when you're a small business owner, knowing that your bank considers you to be a partner with them and, and having a partnership and frankly, one of the most essential parts of a business, which is the financial part of a business, right? Because it touches everything else. You must find that when, when you and your team sit down and talk with your small business clients, that they are so thrilled to have access to you and the value of the things you're learning as a team from dealing with businesses all across the country. You must just have story after story after story of where you can share with business owners things you've all learned as a team because you're dealing with so many business owners that you're, in a sense, almost serving like consultants who can help them when they really need the help the most. That's right. I mean, that's exactly how I view our role. We are consultants. We are advisors. We're providing advice and guidance, and not just for their small business, but their personal as well. I mean, as a small business owner, they're wearing so many hats. So they're the CEO of their business. They're the CFO. They could be the janitor, right, if they need to be. Uh, they're, they're serving every role. I mean, whatever it is that needs to be done, they're going to get done. And they put their heart and soul into their business. And so, you know, to me, that's, that's where we come in and say, you know what, we serve 3.1 million small business customers across the United States. There are 29 million small business owners in the, in the United States generally. 
And then at Bank of America, we're serving 3.1 million of them. And so we do see clients from coast to coast. We can offer insights. And sometimes that is, you know what, you may need to adjust the way you're doing X, Y, Z, right? This or that, so that we can get you access to more capital. Or maybe it's not a good idea to expand today. You need to get these things in order first. So all these conversations are what our bankers are having across the country every single day across the desk, which is why what we do is so important to the local economies. Because when our small business owners are winning, so are our communities. And you can feel it as you go into these local markets. Yeah, perfect segue into this next question. Sharon, you're a mommy of a couple of uh, kids and you're the head of Small Business for Bank of America. Big, big job. I've talked to a lot of women about this is work-life balance. Is there such a thing? I don't think so. I think every day. <laughs> I mean, really, you know, it's uh, I, I feel that every day I mean, you you strive to have that balance. And sometimes it's you know, you're more tilted toward your home and your family and your children because, you know, when you've got to be there, you might have to miss a meeting flying to travel somewhere. I mean, I've had that happen before where I've had to go to my boss and say, you know what, my daughter has a play. I just can't travel this date because, you know, in 10 years, no one's going to remember if I was at that meeting, <laughs> but my daughter's going to remember. I mean, I, and, you know, that's, that's the reality. I mean, you, you can't, make everyone happy 100% of the time. And you just have to be true to yourself. And no one is perfect every single day. And that's what we strive to do, to be better and better every single day and, and be there and provide as much balance and focus and be the best self you can be. Because when you're doing that, you'll be able to give to others. We're talking with Sharon Miller. She's the head of small business at Bank of America. And Sharon, you mentioned, I think you said your son has an Amazon dot on the, like on oh, his yeah. stand. Uh, <laughs> Echo or, you know, whatever. Echo, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If we could be that Amazon dot or that Amazon yeah. Echo, and we could hear the kinds of conversations you have with your kids about money. I'm really curious about how that works in your house because you spend your whole day helping people understand the power of money. And then you go home and, and how do you translate the lessons from what you've learned and seen at work into lessons for your own family? You know, it's uh, that's such a great question. And I mean, I have two kids. Uh, my son is 11. My daughter is nine. And my daughter, Lauren, she saves every penny she's ever had. She won't spend anything, you know, and, and she's, you know, just very different personality than my son, 11. If he's got $40 in his side drawer, he wants to go spend that today. You know, so it's just so interesting to talk to both of them about the value of money and to say, you know, Ryan, um, you've got to save. You've got to put some aside just because you've got your allowance doesn't mean you have to just go buy something because you, you want it. You know, you need to save and put some money aside. Whereas my daughter, you know, she won't buy anything. So it's just, it's so interesting. I mean, kids are kids, right? And right. so you just, you just have to have those different conversations and teach them different lessons. But the, the reality is we have to instill in our kids a sense of value to money. I mean, it's not, you just don't have 
these things. They just don't appear. You have to work. You have to focus and save. And and sometimes you can't get what you want today just because you want it. You need to put some money aside. So those are all the life lessons and just general conversations that I'm having with my kids. And again, just like work-life balance, some days are better than others. And that's with kids, right? Uh, and we just try to instill the right values so they can make the right choices as they grow up to become young adults. Do you talk to them about entrepreneurship? Because especially their age group, I think you're going to see more and more of that. Absolutely. Look, I have in my front yard on Saturdays, many times I've got my daughter has some friends over and they'll do artwork and they'll put it in the front yard. And in fact, my neighbor has the stand like to sell lemonade and they're going to the neighbors, you know, knocking on the door. Do you want this paint? They're putting it on canvas. They're they're um, selling it. And, you know, it's so amazing. And I just think this is just such the, the world that our children are growing up in, which is so good. You know, they come in. In fact, last weekend they came in, they had made $38 and it was three girls and they had been selling cookies and lemonade and, you know, some paintings in the front yard. And of course, I probably paid 10 of that, you know, just <laughs> walking by. And then maybe their grandfather gave them another five and then the two neighbors. But either way, they, they raise it and they put it in an envelope and they said, this is for the Humane Society. We want to go down and give that to them, which is just, wow, you know, that just makes you smile and say, that is amazing. They're giving back and they're just the way they're thinking. And that just makes you proud as a mother and just as a human being. It's it's so nice to watch children and how they're so involved. But entrepreneurs, yes, they can do anything. And that's what I always tell my kids. You can do anything you want to do. If you put your mind to it, you work hard and you dedicate yourself to it, you can do anything. And so you need to follow your passion and follow your dream. Perfect place to end this. Sharon Miller, Bank of America, head of small business. This is why I love these conversations. I want Sharon to be my mom. I know, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Tell that to my kids. Tell that to my kids. (laughs) Kate and I do not roll our eyes. Exactly what I'm thinking. I got the eye roll this morning. So, you know, again, some days are better than others. (laughs) I love it. Sharon, thank you so much. This is great. I appreciate it. And um, this is going to be really, really, I think it's going to be a great partnership. Thanks for listening to The Heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books at ForbesBooks.com and Bank of America at BankofAmerica.com.